podcast is brought to you by Fornub and Christian Mingle. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, one. Uh, uh, black on black? No, that's not right. <laughs> but not blacks only. That sounds even worse. <laughs> if far, if farmers can do it as farmers only, then blacks yeah, could also do it for yeah, blacks only. Uh, oh, it's black people meat. That's what it was called. M E E T, not M E A T. That's a pretty big difference. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, I'm gonna go to Black People Meat M E A T dot com and see what happens. Oh my god! Oh, it cannot be. Oh, it doesn't exist. Register, register, register. And he's on the list. Welcome to the first uh, episode of Dose and a Half Cenos. That you know, is, have we, are we decided on that? Just based on the the way that it's going, I'm pretty sure they'll probably be like, I think they spelled Cinco wrong. <laughs> you would have Cinco's. Because <laughs> <laughs> it clearly it. should be spelled with an S. <laughs> Dave, do you spell Cinco with an S? <laughs> no. <laughs> S-I-N-K-O-S. Cinco. Cinco. Is that where you do the dishes? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, but that's why I like it. <laughs> it's not about what you like, Ben. It's what the people want, and the people are saying Cinco. Okay, let's take a straw poll. Cinco de... All right, straw poll, okay, and make there's straw like... Poll and you guys can go vote on it. <laughs> if you want us to stay as two, dos and a half Cinos, or dos and a half Cinco's, so that link will be in the description for you guys to go ahead and vote. Just a little bit of background about us. My name is David. I like rom-coms and animated films such as like Toy Story. Um, and then so I'll leave it to Stu. Kind of do a little introduction about yourself and uh, you know what you bring to the table, what you think about. I mean, and, uh, what don't I bring? Uh, I mean, there was the Black People Meets thing. That was pretty good. Um, and others. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I'm here because I am very much into, I guess, action movies and not so much like the cheesy action. Well, I do like cheesy action movies, but by cheesy action movies, I mean something like the upcoming Hobbs and Shaw movie. Like, I don't know if I'll be much into that, but, um, I'm very much into something that would be like John Wick. So that's like my favorite movie franchise right now of all time. So... Stuff like that, um, I feel like, and I'm very much into, and like I can provide a lot of the background for movies, you know, because there's a lot of, you know, gunplay in those kinds of movies, yeah. action. I can provide a lot of uh, kind of background information on stuff and point out things that, you know, things that I like because they're, you know, might be a real, like, that's like a real thing they're doing or, and then point out things that I hate because it's fake and it, that it's just a movie thing, so. So, excellent. Uh, ben? <laughs> He's already laughing already uncontrollably. Ben's to just here to giggle in the background, apparently. <laughs> He's the background laugh tracker. So, so, for most of the... so this ben podcast would... featured movie is Old Yeller. Stuart, tell us about the gunplay in Old Yeller. Oh, man. So they <laughs> used a, a, a Remington side-by-side 12-gauge uh, to put down Old Yeller. And <laughs> let me tell you, that is just a classic... <laughs> firearm right there 
<laughs> no collection should be without it. And welcome to Stu's pod, uh, Gun Podcast, where I talk about guns and stuff. Um, is a podcast inside this podcast. Um, so everyone else, shut up. I talk about guns. Uh, no, sorry. Sponsor. Yeah, thanks to our sponsor, uh, 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 NRA. Uh, Smith and Wesson. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm I'm Ben. I watch everything that David watches, except better. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, shot fired. Uh, I fired. cover what? Oh, the, it was not a 12 gauge shotgun, right? Are you fact checking me on right right now? Don't fact check me. Okay. Wait. <laughs> ben, continue. Did you say fact check or fact check? Either. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, Ben, continue. You watch uh, movies that are like mine, but better. I cover, uh, well, I try to cover a large breadth of movies, so I don't really particularly stick in it in okay. one genre. It's it's anime, Ben. That's why you're here. Okay. <laughs> Just say anime. Yeah, stay in your lane. Stay in your yeah. lane. Don't don't fool the you. audience. Actually, it's called Japanese animation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See? See what I mean, audience? Yeah. So, um, the only person that's currently missing is Sean. He's kind of like an all-arounder. Same thing with uh, with Ben. They watch a lot of a lot of different movies. Um, and part of it is just that, you know, Sean has, brings a, I want to say he hip-hop culture. He kind of gets a lot of that, the references for that. So, I thought that we'd be a really good... Uh, mixed together and we obviously have a lot of good chemistry we have a lot of uh fun together and so you know hoping that we can turn this into something so i think uh i think out of the four of us um sean's the only one who could probably be allowed to sign up on blackpeoplemeet.com uh, so wow it's true if we wow. hey i'm gonna get... milk this it was a good bit all right i'm milking wow and we're gonna just we're gonna slice up every single bit and wow. just, like, just gonna say meet meet.com wow um, so, uh, we'll just jump right in. Uh, oh, Joe so, just woke up. Again. What? Joe, Joe just woke up. Joe alert. <laughs> Joe, this is the Joe alert. <laughs> How do you know Joe that? watch 2019. Because I texted him this morning and he literally just responded. That is a good, uh, metric for when he wakes up is yeah. if you text him by the time he responds, that's when he wakes up. So it is. And wow. that's been your, uh, daily Joe alert. Yep. Well, that is probably going to be only applicable to like the other eight people that will probably end up listening to this. Hey, hey, that's the them's the breaks, all right? That's true. That that is our target audience. Yep. Um. So, Thomas, that was your Joe alert. Yeah. All right. Uh. That that time is currently nine oh six. That's what time Joe woke up. Yep. Just about the record show. All right. So, um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and just jump right in. What is the last movie that you guys saw? Oh, let me let me talk about the the stinkeroo I was led to believe was going to be a good one by uh, Mr. Ben Smalley uh, here on the podcast. Uh, a little a little uh, uh, you know whatever you call it uh, called Midsummer. It's Midsummer. I'm you know what? No, it's Midsummer. You know what? Because this movie sucks. Like I D S. I'm not pronouncing it correctly. It does not even deserve it. So why is that? This is a real stink. This one was a real stinkeroo, and let me tell you why. 
Uh, and of course, uh, I'm sure, and I know Ben is kind of, I'm pretty sure he's on the, we're on the same page here. He's just, uh, doesn't Trolling. appreciate my pronunciation, but, um, it started off pretty good, you know, kind of, you know, very, it was very, um, hereditary-esque, uh, for those who've seen it, hereditary, uh, which was, I thought was a really good one. And I know we all like that one. Um, but this one started off that, it started off that way and halfway through it, it just took just like a really weird and boring turn i feel like uh yeah. maybe not boring is the right word maybe ben you can elaborate yeah I, I i pretty much agree with you on that uh i did really enjoy the first half of the movie the, yeah, first, it was half great. Of the movie, first half was great it was it was gripping you know it, it had some very disturbing imagery it really was sticking with me throughout the whole movie however as soon as that third act rolled around it just mm-hmm. took a really, really, I want to say strange turn. Not boring, but yeah. very strange. It boring was, wasn't the right word. I'm bad at coming up with words. so. <laughs> oh, I can come so, up with words. So oh, it, wasn't as, uh, it wasn't as engaging once the third it part. Was not, not, it not, was not engaging. Uh, it, it, like I said, strange. Whereas like something like um, Hereditary, if we, we draw the comparison, because it is the same director, right, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ari Aster, yeah. um, like Hereditary was like it was it had like this really kind of like slow start. I feel like it was like a slow build up, but as it yeah. was building up, it got like even more and more intense, more like uh, more uh, what do you call, just like more gripping uh, to use the Ben's Ben's term there. Uh, yeah. But but this one Midsummer Midsummer uh, was kind of the opposite, where it started pretty great, like it was like you were kind of you know. You were really in in it. It really grabbed you, but then it really just fell off real hard at the uh, towards the third act. So yeah. without give, without giving anything away, what is the kind of like the overall kind of plot? Like what did they get themselves into? And then um, for the people who haven't watched it yet, so it is it's a uh, story about a girl, and uh, let's just say something tragic happens to her, and. Because of this, she finds herself going with her boyfriend and his friends to uh, uh, what region did they go to? I don't uh, really recall. It was somewhere in Sweden. Okay, somewhere in Sweden where they were holding this festival. And just strange things start taking place during this festival, and they're all forced to kind of face it together. Yeah. Uh, now, for me, yeah, I have a lot of the same problems that Stu had with this. Uh, it started very strong. It lost us how into the third act. It was so the third act was so strange and almost laughable. I mean, actually, it was laughable. Yeah, because uh, not only us, but when we were in the theater, because we saw this together, uh, we were not the only ones who were laughing at what was happening uh, in the you know in the third act. It yeah. was it was really like I mean, it was it was bad for me. It was bad towards the end. Yeah, it. it I mean. <sighs> It, it was really disappointing because the first, you know, the first act, the second act had these all this great shots and all these great ideas, and it really was sticking in my head. You know, they really were just driving at the, you know, like I said, very disturbing imagery. But as his third act rolled around and it started introducing those ideas, I completely forgot about it, and I pretty much just lost it. it, it you know, all of it was gone. Yeah. Everything that the first and second act built up to just completely destroyed. 
Yeah. Like it kind of, I know I remember feeling very like on edge the entire, like up until the third act, it was growing more and like uneasy about what was happening Mm -hmm. in the movie. But then of course, as we said, third act comes and all that, you know, the, uh, you know, how long is that movie? Two, two Two and a half half hours. So like the first two hours of being like on edge is completely wasted um, by the third act. And it just kind of falls on its face almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of get what the director is going for, what Ari Aster is going for. And this is maybe just conjecture, but um, it, it, it seemed that because of his runaway success with Hereditary and how well it did for a limited release movie, uh, A24, the production company, seemed to give him a lot more leeway with what he was doing. And... Uh, I'm saying this is conjecture because at the same time that the movie was released, I believe there was news about Ari Aster being uh, starting his own production company. So all that success seems to be uh, seems to kind of run a little rampant. And I want to say that A24 didn't really try to reel him in or try to rein him in on what he's supposed to be doing, and it just turned into this goofy mess. Yep. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to take your guys' word for it. Yeah. When are you going to watch it, David? Yeah. I don't think that that's where you, the three of you guys, come in. I, I'm probably not going to be watching that. Well, one. Well, why, why not, David? I'm what, not too interested. It didn't seem very exciting to me. No, not exciting. <laughs> that's strange. That's very strange. It, it, yeah. You know, it, it was a very engaging movie. The first two hours are very engaging. Yeah. Just make sure we'll we'll go see it with you, and may, we'll just walk out at the point where we need to, and so you can. <laughs> You can you can have a fond memory of it. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll think about it. Let's think about it. Um, uh, let's see. What did uh, Ben? What else did you? What else have you guys seen? Uh, did you see anything else too? Let's see. I think before Midsummer, the last movie I saw was Godzilla. Oh, okay. King of Monsters. King of Monsters. Oh, how, how was that? I enjoyed it very much, and I was telling David about this earlier. Um, uh, it was in comparison to the, I think it was 2014. Let me do a quick check. Uh, uh, is that Skull Island? Or no. Now, what am I talking about? No. Actually, I thought I, thought I heard Skull that's... Island was actually pretty good, but I never actually saw it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so the 24, they did a reboot in 2014. Right. Uh, with, and this one had Brian Cranston in it um, for, well... I already did a spoiler on that a little bit, but anyways, that one was terrible because let me tell you what, and let me tell, let me list the reasons, um, which <laughs> might only it, be which might only be one or two. Uh, I don't want to be boxed <laughs> into having to come up with a third thing in lists. This is a terrible um, buzz article, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, so just to compare it to the 2014 Godzilla, uh, there was pretty much no focus in the 2014 Godzilla, on the monsters fighting. Nope. They were, like, in the... It was, like... Imagine you're... Pl- it's, like, you're playing, like, a fighting game, and then you're on a level. Or imagine, like, I don't know, Chun-Li's level when you're in, like, the streets of wherever, Hong Kong. Um, or is she in... Whatever. Uh, and the, in the background, there's, like, you know, the guy with the chicken, and someone's trying to sell you newspaper. Right? Am I getting this, Ben? Is this is this, uh, is this tracking? <laughs> I'll, I'll keep going. Keep going. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> okay. Um, hang on, let me pull up a quick picture of, oh. of Chun-Li's level. Apparently, we, Stu has nominated himself as the fact checker for 
For myself. Right. For, 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 for the, the for analogy this, uh, podcast at this point. Yeah, the analogy oh, channel. Go just, ahead. I just pulled up a bunch of pictures of Chun-Li, and I'm going to have to start looking at these for a while. Hang on. Okay. Great. Yeah, there's a guy going by on a motorcycle, on his bicycle. There's the chicken in the back. There's like a barbecue, whatever. Anyways, so the movie was like focused in on the players uh, who are fighting in Street Fighter while the monsters are the things in the background. That's what 2014 Godzilla was. Um, they were so focused on the story of like the little kid who was like Brian Cranston's son or whatever, trying to escape the you know the devastation the monsters were were, were uh, you know were doing, and that that's that was not that's not like in my experience what makes those movies great. Um, whereas the one they just did this year, 2019 was much better. It was it was so focused on the monsters. And they had multiple monster fights. It had Mothra, it had Godzilla obviously. It had some other one. I don't know all their names, but it was <laughs> it was uh <laughs> just just go ahead and describe it. What did it look like? <laughs> it was like a it was like a three headed one. There was like a three headed <laughs> one. I forget what he was called. Was it a dragon looking one? <laughs> I mean Godzilla's kinda dragon looking, right? Yeah, we don't have wings. Well, I guess that's true. Uh, I'm pulling up the Godzilla King of the Monsters cast list, hoping that they list the cast of the monsters. Wow. Oh, with the names? I don't. Were they voiced <laughs> by anybody famous? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, wait, no. It says here Nolan North uh, was the voice of Godzilla. Wow. No wonder he's not also familiar. <laughs> Chris um, Tucker is the voice of Mothra. Yeah, kind of like, or is Eddie Murphy is Mushu and stuff like that. Uh, Mushu actually talks in Mulan, though. Uh, let's see, God of Moth- uh, uh, Yeah, I guess they had a new one. I don't know if this is a new one. They introduced the, was it called Muto? Muto? I don't know. But anyways, the point is, they had there was there was a lot of monster fights. Pretty much, it seemed like the only one missing was like King Kong, which. I didn't realize was part of the Godzilla monster universe. Wasn't there one movie that was just dedicated to King Kong versus Godzilla? Uh, that is coming out, I believe. And that Ooh. is going to be from the director of Kong Skull Island. Boom. I need to watch. I haven't been wanting to watch ever since I saw King of the Monsters because it was talking so much about King. Well, not so much, but it the was rest- Skull Island. Yeah. And I had no idea that they were in the same universe. Well, I guess that might be a, that might be a nomination for a you know movie night for Keith because I'm pretty sure Keith's never seen it either. Uh, yeah, I mean it's pretty safe to say yeah. <laughs> so okay, maybe that might be a new segment. We just add up and just be like, hey, you know, we talked about this. We'll watch another movie some other time. Uh, let's see what else is coming. What about you, Ben's... David? I'm doing Me? all the feel like I'm doing all the work here. Yeah, what, what David. Have you seen? Yeah, I... David. I'm I going saw... on break. Look smart recently. What's that? Um, I haven't even heard of that. What is that? That okay. one is the girl version of uh, Superbad. It's about two uh, girls who are in their senior year who are about to graduate, and they feel like they left, they've missed out, and so they, you know, go to this. They they, they kind of like try to get to this party, and then they get into some shenanigans, and they kind of discover stuff about themselves, and um, it's a coming of age type movie. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Um, obviously, I pr- I preferred Superbad. Um, 
but you know, one of my coworkers I was talking to him about the movie, he said if it wasn't for Superbad, this movie would not have done as well as it did. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of tells you where we are now is that, you know, this kind of this movie um, kind of represents how how far we've kind of come and that you can have um, two female protagonists running through the entire movie and then you don't have to worry about like the male you know protagonist or anything like that. So um, I thought it was I thought it was OK. I thought it was a little the jokes were a little bit cruder than I was expecting. Mm. Um, More cruder was, than than Superbad. That's the only thing I haven't seen Superbad in so long. So maybe no. I'm just you know compartmentalizing and just assuming just that it's getting just, old. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's just it. Um, that I'm just like just only remembering certain parts that I thought was really funny about, like when you got the the driver's license right. card and all that stuff. So, um, did they have an equivalent to McLovin in this movie? Uh, Booksmart. Um, was there no. an equivalent like, oh, a fake ID? What's the name? Uh, no, they did not. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Not that I remember. Um, I saw it actually on Sunday. <laughs> oh, okay. So. so yeah, you would hope that I would remember. There were certain things that like stuck out to me, but I felt like it was kind of uh, a little bit awkward in some of the moments. But I guess that kind of makes sense when it comes to you know being in between you know senior year and high school, where you're top dog, you're about to you know go places, and then you're about to join like you know become a freshman in college, and you start all over, right? You start from the top, and then you go right straight to the bottom. So I think that maybe the awkwardness is probably the thing that probably kind of it made me unsettled a little bit, but you know I haven't seen Superbad in a long time, so maybe that's something I need to revisit and say, you know, how how does it compare and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I actually watched that movie as well. Uh, oh, okay, smart, but I watched it two months ago, so I might not remember it or have a fresh memory of it. But I did have a good, you know, good feel about it. Is um, a feel-good you know, movie, you would say? Yeah, definitely a feel. Yeah. Good. Uh, the I felt the chemistry between all of the actors and actresses. I I thought it was really well done, especially with them being so young. What's really interesting is that yeah, it's um you know there are a lot of comparisons to Superbad and the one of the main actresses. Uh, uh, I don't remember her name, but she she's actually Jonah Hill's sister. So wow. Uh, Wait, is it the main actress? Uh, one of them, yeah. Uh. You know, one of the two friends. Yeah, so she is actually Jonah Hill's sister. So, because the whole time uh, I was watching, it, I was like, "Wow, she really looks like Jonah Hill." I'm, I'm trying to picture what a female Jonah Hill looks like, and it's not—it's not going great. Uh, is her last name also Hill? No, it's not actually. Is it Beanie Feinstein? Feldstein? I think Feldstein? so. Yeah. yeah okay, I—I I see it now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, I, thought oh that, I know right now. Now you can't unsee it. I can't unsee that they're right, like right next to each other. Yeah. Also, okay. uh, just a, a quick uh, segue on, while we're on the topic of uh, you know movie or you know, actor actress relatives. Uh, while I was uh, doing trying to just brush up on movies before we started uh, talking, um, I was look. I saw a movie on IMDb listed. I don't remember what it was called, but it had clint eastwood's daughter in it and that is a face that you cannot unsee also because when you see her face you all you can think is clint eastwood's old wrinkly face (laughs) wow that must not be great dating that person 
I mean, I'm sure she's got plenty of money, so it might be pretty great. So he's got five daughters. Which one are you talking about? Oh shit! Here we go. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm gorgeous. sure they all look like him. So. <laughs> They're all just dressed up as him from different movies. Yeah, holy, different, holy. From different uh, westerns, they're all just dressed with a poncho <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a revolver. <laughs> Which one's next to the Grand Torino? <laughs> what? Hang on, you he's, can you can edit out. This, you know he's eighty nine. He's eighty nine years old. Yeah, editing any of this, this is gold. I mean, you just edit out the the dead the dead air. Without, as I'm, you can edit out my clicks. Dead air. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Dead air. Um, Dead air. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> uh, but oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up about Booksmart, uh, a really good performance was actually from Billy Lord. Is that her name? Um, she yeah. was. N- no, not not Lord. Not not Lord. <laughs> I don't know if that was her first name or not. So. <laughs> the girl that played Gigi? Yeah, yeah. She definitely was a scene stealer. She is also uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Scene stealer? Oh, no, because she had so much, like, her energy was so dynamic. Like, every single time she was in a scene, like, it, I didn't, I completely forgot what was happening in the scene, and just, I was just focused on what was she going to do. Yeah. She was very captivating, so I thought that was, you know, I agree with you. She did a great job. Yeah, uh, it was really fantastic. That I thought it was really funny that they put uh, Lisa Kudrow and Will Forte. I know. Parents. Oh my. Will Forte. Oh, Holy crap! <laughs> that guy. I don't know what it is, but he's. Always when is he so not funny. great? When is he not like funny? Oh my god! Yeah. I want to know. Definitely. Oh, well, it's he's not like funny, funny when you don't get to finish. Uh, you know, Last Man on Earth. That's oh. the only. Did you guys not watch that show at all? I did not watch that. I watched I'm, the first episode. I knew of it. I watched all of it, and then they got to the end, and then they canceled it. And I was like, "Actually, you know what? I'm mistaking Will Forte for someone else. Um, I'm what? mistaking him for the guy who played uh, Ban- uh not Banyan. Uh, oh shit, the guy from Thirty Rock, uh, Jack's Nemesis. Oh, you're oh. talking about Will Arnett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Arnett, but was Will really Forte's funny. good too. Yeah. <laughs> Stu, how do you really feel? I mean, he's all right. I mean, he's kind of. I mean, he sucks. <laughs> um, so I also recently saw. Um, also, real quick, you, real quick. Yep. Uh, oh. I don't. I I wanted. One of you said scene stealers earlier, and I I wanted to make a joke about 40k, but I just wanted to make that clear I, that there was there was potential 40k joke to be made, but I don't know anything about 40k. Like Hammer 40 David does, so... You know. uh, I don't know as much as I used to. Well, Thomas will know. Okay, so. well, if you want to inject your 40 no, thing... No, I mean, I, walk it's... Again. Moment's gone, but I just wanted to... <laughs> I just Welcome wanted to the Warhammer 40 yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Purple Bricks. Uh, Sender, Promo Code 40 uh, Sponsored by Games Workshop. Or whatever. Okay. Anyways, continue, David. Sorry. Oh, so uh, I also <laughs> I also saw uh, the movie yesterday. Wow. Um, I, what movie I, did you see? That was surprising. That was surprising. Why? Why? You haven't seen it? What movie right. did you see yesterday? Oh, oh my goodness. How was it? I really liked it. What's um, that one? I, I've also not heard of that one. That <laughs> is the one where uh, a guy 
he's a struggling artist. He used to be a teacher. And then uh, for some reason, there's like some miracle that happens and 12 seconds, the entire planet goes dark and then he gets hit by a bus. Oh, right. And, yeah. He That's, wakes up he and like no does one, the Beatles songs, right? Correct. And no one remembers the Beatles. And then, so he gets kind of big and then there's um, like a part where he runs into like this dilemma, uh, but he's, you know, that's kind of like a love story, and it's also obviously very, very fictional. But I thought it was really well done. I know it was, it was uh, it's a it's a very indie indie type movie, mm-hmm. um, but I really enjoyed it because the music was really good. I really liked how the you know the main character was really fleshed out. I really liked how um, he came off as like you could tell like he was struggling. Um, like you could tell, like he had this like uneasiness about like what he was what he was doing, you know, yeah, passing these songs about off his own and stuff like that. Ripping off the Beatles, basically. It, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, there's also one. Uh, there's a very big cameo in it, but I don't want to ruin it. I'll save that for later. Is it Paul McCartney? Is it, it's Paul it McCartney, is isn't it? Not Paul McCartney. Is it, is it Keanu Reeves? It was Keanu Reeves, wasn't it? <laughs> it is not Keanu Reeves. What's it? Is he? Was it what? Is it Jay Z? No, it's not Jay Z. All right, stop guessing. Is it Ed Sheeran? Right, welcome to the next segment of the oh podcast. Oh my God! Just guess. <laughs> stop he was guessing. in the trailer. That's also true. Yes, it is Ed Sheeran, and he does a really great job too. Oh yeah, I'm, I just googled movie the uh, yesterday movie, and in the YouTube <laughs> trailer, trailer is, is Ed Sheeran's yeah. stupid yeah. face. Yeah, so it's Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran makes a cameo, and he's wow. he's actually what plays a, a he plays a good he has a decent part in it. So. Didn't I thought he also it was really cameo good. in the uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yes, he was. He played a song. Uh huh. And then and he, he winks apparently... at the camera and says, "This is an original." Wink. He oh, actually I, does. I thought he was one of the White Walkers. No, he was actually a guy. Oh played. no, Aaron Rodgers was one of the White Walkers. No, he was. He was. He was. Was it? He was Ned Stark, right? What? No. Oh. Aaron Rodgers, I, the football player. The quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, he was Ned Stark. Yeah, right. No, wasn't what? Right? Am I remembering this right? I have no idea. Ned 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 Stark. Ned Stark. Aaron Rodgers, played by Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh... Anyways, David, you've just ruined this joke. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, where is it? Do you have a soundboard? Or a boo sound. <laughs> I can add. All right, well, let's, let me time well, mark this. Let's one not get that gimmick. Hour, oh, seven, at least until we've made some money off of this. This is how we're going to make the money. Every time there's a boo sound, then we uh, throw in. Okay, so you would recommend Yesterday. I would recommend Yesterday. Okay, right, Yesterday, directed by Danny Boyle, right? Uh Yes, because I know when movies are directed by by the director, or I know what movies are there. Well, you're supposed to. Okay. Come on, do your homework. God. All right. For the. Yes. Now for tonight's reading, you're going to read chapters. Is this is this going to be on the lectures on the notes lecture on the slides? Yes, and it was Danny Boyle. We did it. Wow, Danny Boyle. Okay. Uh, what do you know yes. about Danny Boyle? Uh, Danny Boyle directed 28 Days Later. Ooh. 
So I already like po- this po- Post-apocalyptic movie with zombies? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 20 yeah. days later. Train spotting. Train spotting too. Uh, he also directed one of my favorite movies, Sunshine. I love. Oh, the love one Sunshine. where they go to the sun. Yeah. That was a good I one. Love, I fucking love Sunshine. I thought you were about to say. Uh, you know what I was about to say. You know, you know what I thought you were about to say. All right, so um, yeah, really adding mo- some production value movies? to this thing. <laughs> any other <laughs> movies that uh you you felt like were noteworthy this week that you saw or recently in this past month or so? Uh, are we allowed to t- talk about things that are not movies? Like like TV shows? Yeah. Like animes, you mean? Yeah, like anime. Mean hentai. Yeah, like hentai. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. This is great. This is your your time. Oh. Oh, this is my time. Okay, welcome to the Ben Somali Hour. Hour, hour. <laughs> hour, hour, hour. <laughs> Brought to you by Old Spice. Body power. Odor blocking power. Body power. Hour. There goes the Old Spice sponsorship. We're never going to get Terry Crews. <sighs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, I actually did watch a movie, and it was actually in the top ten for box office this weekend uh it was called the farewell i really liked it uh it is the story of a chinese family who discovers that their grandmother only has live and they decide to uh have a wedding pretty much to kind of have an excuse to visit her in china and it uh it is a very low budget movie but let me tell you, I really, really liked it. It was, it really highlighted uh, some difference of culture. Uh, it stars Aquafina, who is the granddaughter. She lives in New York, and just about her difficulties trying to understand what's going on, how how her culture and her views of family kind of uh, conflict with everyone else's views and what their responsibilities and duties are. And it was also surprisingly funny, I have to say. And also, uh, throughout the whole movie, the father figure, uh, oh man, I could not, I couldn't really figure it out. Like it was bugging me because I've seen him before, but I, you know, it, it's just one of those faces where it's like, who is this guy? After the movie, finally figured it out, it's the guy from Rush Hour. It is the Chinese consulate. What? Wait, you didn't like, know that? I didn't. I was like, wait, why does this guy nice. look so familiar? Is it the same universe? Did he retire from, from the uh, from the consulate and and now he's yeah. Where's my daughter? <laughs> and I don't care up. about you. I only care Wait, about was, little girl. Was Aquafina's name in the movie Suyoung? Yeah, <laughs> her name was Suyoung. Oh my God! It's the same same universe confirmed. And she pushes the damn button, and the grandmother dies. Oh, damn. The plug. Twist <laughs> ending. Wow, that, that uh, got dark but, really quick. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it is. A, I highly recommend the movie. Uh, you know, it did really well actually this this week actually for its well, it's not really debut. It's been in its third week, but it's gotten really good reviews. Uh, if you are you know looking for a good movie to see, not a lot of people seeing it right now, so you probably can get a good seat without having really to make a fuss or hustle over it. So check it um, out. And it's 2019. There's reserved seating now. Yeah, so you don't have to go like a few hours before and see like oh which seats are open or whatever. 
you could just walk in, and there's like a billion Z's over in. Okay. All right. Well, I will keep that in mind because I actually wanted to see that. So I mean, I'm glad when that David else saw it before me. When David sees it, he'll just be like, "What? This is normal. This is everyday life. What are we talking about? What's what's and, oh, about this? Every day is like this. The food also looked really good in the movie. Because <laughs> and I'm sure they had so much shrimp dim sum, Ben, that you probably were loving it, right? Half of the movie was them eating, and it wasn't shrimp dim sum. It was shrimp fried I, rice. They had crab. Yeah. <laughs> a ginger onion crab, oh. uh, salt pepper crab, uh, wow. uh, ginger onion lobster. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, man, great. all oh, that man. stuff. That was great. great. Wow. Aside from that, I also have been watching a TV show that came out last week called The Boys. And let me tell you, I really like it. I know it's gotten some mixed reviews. Uh, it just came out on Amazon Prime. Uh, for those who don't know, The Boys is this. It's a Amazon Prime TV show produced by Seth Rogen, and it is about superheroes, but more specifically about a group of regular people that want to kill superheroes. And it is quite short. It's uh, eight or yeah, eight one-hour episodes. I highly recommend you check it out if you want something a little dark, a little yeah, with a lot of dark humor. Something a little grittier, and the production value on it is just insane. I think it definitely doesn't feel like you're just you know cheap run of the mill CW show or something. It definitely feel even if they only visit a few sets, you feel like there's this whole world around them that needs to be explored. A lot of mystery, a lot of great characters. If you want to see some really gnarly stuff, I would highly recommend you check it out. Is it based on a universe at all? Is it like DC, it, Marvel, or is it just kind of like their own superheroes with like the ty- typical archetypes, like the the strong guy, the like the guy who can fly, yeah. the okay. Yeah, it's actually based off of a comic book series called The Boys. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, hold on, makes sense. Now it's time for our box office review, where we go over the top ten movies that are currently out this week. And taking the top spot, we have uh, Lion King right now at 76.7 million. They're holding the top spot. That one received a 53% on Tomato, uh, Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Um, is that higher or lower than you should than you thought it would be? I'm a little surprised at the at the at the disparity between the amount of money and the the, the rating. I 53%. actually. I am not surprised at all. Actually, this kind of fell where I thought it would. Uh, it. Well, actually, the score is a lot lower than I thought it would be. Uh, it was definitely a movie I was not very interested in, but I was very surprised I got such a low score, especially looking at their uh, last attempt into something like this, which was The Jungle Book. Same director, John Favreau. Uh, it was, you know, retelling of a classic animated Disney film, Animals, except live action or well, not live action, CGI animals, you know, photorealistic. Yeah. I didn't think it'd work, and but it looks like you know nostalgia just beats out everything. I guess that's, that's the only reason I could explain why it got so made so much money with such a bad score. Well, it it, it is Disney. I mean, yeah. you can't beat the mouse. The mouse puts out something, it's gonna win. I mean, <laughs> yes. all of their remakes yeah. have been doing extremely well. I mean, Aladdin is still in the top ten, and it's they're on their tenth week. They're on their 10th week, and they that got a 56%. And it is still 
averaging pretty damn high. It, it's, you know, the number of theaters that's showing at is a little lower, or, well, yeah, it's, it's a little yeah, lower we're, than... We're rest. almost three months in now at this point. Yeah, and it's, it's still getting a boatload of money. Mm. Uh, right now, I mean, it got, what, three million this past weekend? That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I, like, Disney is definitely pulling its weight with these remakes. A lot of people are, you know, have been reviewing, you know, the, these remakes are absurd. It's kind of trampling over my childhood, my nostalgia. This is, you know, this is why it doesn't work this way. Uh, do, you, do you think that the, the reason why these Disney movies do so well, even though a lot of people don't seem to like them, mm-hmm. is like they're doing the thing on YouTube or whatever where they're buying views? I think it's a lot of it's a combination of things. Uh, their advertising has been phenomenal. Uh, if we look at pretty much, uh, I guess a really really uh, good example would be the X Men films. Um, you're all familiar with the latest one that came out, Dark Phoenix, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I know about it. I did not yeah. watch it. Yeah, I didn't either. However, uh, it was one of those films that was in this unique position because when it was coming out, it was stuck in the maelstrom of Disney buying out Fox. So it was in this weird limbo state where when when it uh, was getting released, Disney acquired Fox and it didn't really know what to do with it, you know. Uh, pretty much it went through a lot of... I, I believe it went through a... Del- um, a release delay but i'm not sure if it was because of the disney buyout i know they had to do a few reshoots but essentially after the disney buyout or the fox buyout i don't know what to call it uh the marketing for it drastically changed it went from this movie you heard like once every few weeks you know it's just like oh okay i forgot that movie was coming out you know you see a trailer for it every maybe like once every four movies that you see it's just like oh yeah there's there's Dark Phoenix. I wonder when that's coming out. You always forget about it. To suddenly, every time you're on any kind of form of social media, there's something about X-Men. There's something about Dark Phoenix coming out. That was something I kind of noticed. It was pretty bizarre. You know, they started doing all these different events for Dark Phoenix, even though the movie itself was a little confusing because there was a lot of production issues, all all this sort of, sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think Disney is really good with marketing through social media, you know, <clears throat> figuring out its target audience and kind of blasting them in the face with it, saying like, okay, this is this is what you, you're going to see. You're going to see it. I Get mean, I, I remember seeing a lot of Dark Phoenix ads, but maybe my, my Disney receptor is broken. Uh, I did not, the more I saw it, did not want to go see it. Any, yeah, any yeah, I'm not saying books. that um, I wanted it's not going to make you want to see it, but it did remind you that it was coming out a lot right. more than when Fox had complete control over it. I see. Yeah, so I'm saying that Disney definitely has a better grasp at this and marketing movies in general. Yeah. Man, yeah. that movie did not do good on Rotten Tomatoes. No, it did not. It did not do well on Rotten Tomatoes. It did not do well at the box office at all. I don't even think... Did it get top three? I don't even know. I don't think it cracked the top three ever. I think it stayed in like the bottom, like eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there in the range. 
Yeah, it didn't. It not, did not do well. I mean, there were definitely a lot of issues with it, but whatever. Anyways, what I'm saying is that um, it's a combination of Disney's marketing and knowing what the audience or you know what the domestic viewers would want to see. So something like The Lion King. Sure, it sounds a little goofy when you say, oh, we're going to make a live-action Lion King. But they really knew how to market it, how to make it more palpable to an audience. You know, you put Don Glover in there. You put yeah. Beyonce. You put, <laughs> you put uh, James Rogan? Earl Jones back on it. Seth Rogen, uh, Eric Andre, you know. Yeah. You, you got all, like yeah. this huge cast, this enormous star power and you got john fravo you know mm-hmm. it, it was like the dream team but the movie itself didn't work a lot of disney's remakes haven't really worked well haven't worked critically i guess i i think the only one that actually did well out of all the live action ones that were originally transformed from like the animated was i think beauty and the beast was the only one that really was a lot of people like really liked it Except for yeah. the fact that they were really upset that you know there was a character that was that was gay, and I was like, oh. okay, that's. Oh not yeah, that. they made uh, Gaston's little who I forgot his name. They made him like, the chandelier, no, no, the no. candle. No. <laughs> no, the chandelier. There was never even. Oh, the oh, chandelier. oh! You're talking about Gaston's friend. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, he they they made him like secretly gay for Gaston or something. But wasn't he always kind of that way? I mean, if he was, when we saw it as kids, that goes that thing goes right that goes right over your head because as a kid, you're not going like, oh, oh, that guy's gay or anything like that. I mean, you, you do that for other reasons, like, but you, you you don't you don't like point out to it. Oh, he must be in love with Gaston. I mean, at least not. I didn't. That I I just always pictured him as like the Weasley like little sidekick to Gaston. Um, but I guess they decided. I mean, I did not in the original think that he was gay with or for Gaston or whatever. Um, I don't know if you picked that up as a kid, but mm-hmm. I certainly didn't. Yeah. Well, I knew he was very fond of Gaston, but that was pretty much it. But I mean, yeah, he, but in the sense of like, you see other movies where it's like, you know, like the Weasley little sidekick where he's like, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> that was a really good imitation. I think we're going to have to turn that part into a soundboard for sure. Yeah. So you tell him get done. Yeah, like that's that's the dynamic I interpreted when I saw that movie as a kid. Even and then even if I ever saw it when I was older, um, that's always the dynamic I had. Not that he was gay for Gaston, hmm. but okay. you know I guess you know people will do get upset about uh, you know anything or whatever. So yeah. Right. Uh, what about um, actually okay. there was something interesting about that. So uh, yeah, well, thing another, I just. Well, one of the reasons. Yeah, you tell him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the reasons I think that the remakes are doing so well is because of nostalgia. You take a, you know, very popular existing property that hasn't been heard of in a long time. You bring it right back up, and well, you know, everyone, you know, it just jumps right to number one, right? Uh, yeah. And like, like you said, the last one that did really well was Beauty and the Beast, and that one brought in quite a bit of money it you know um its second week of release uh, it went head to head with something else and it was actually power rangers and power rangers actually did well too i think that you know you could do very poorly critically but as long as you bring an existing property that um 
that a lot of people know about, a lot of people love, it's just going to bring them right back, no matter how bad it does. I mean, I'm I'm going to, whenever they do the reboot of the reboot of Power Rangers, I'm for sure going to go see it. Okay, some points. Um, so <laughs> I mean, I, I'm definitely on that hook. Uh, yeah. They got me on that one. Um, although for something like Lion King, um, I, for some reason, I don't know if it was just the animation, I just wasn't feeling it because I, I, I haven't seen it. Is like I guess I have too fond of memory of the original that I, I wouldn't I don't want to I don't think I would want to spoil it with mm. something that might not be as good. Yeah, which, that that was something that was kind of preventing me from seeing as well. It um that and I'm not a real fan of the photorealistic look. Part of what yeah, that's the part it, I struggled with also. Yeah, part of the charm of the old one was you, you know Simba having that wacky crazy yeah. look if he like ate a bug or something it's like ah oh, yeah know, like how when like yeah so like when when is that like that seems like that kind of animation has just like kind of fallen off a bit like yeah like, I, I think Disney was a little uh, misguided in their attempts here they they were they were thinking you know people want to see something you know more attached to the real world so that's Let's make it photorealistic. Yeah, yeah, I did not like that that choice at all. It, uh, I saw a clip from Lion King. It was a little, uh, a little laughable. It was the scene. <laughs> like, where... I can't even, I can't even imagine any of the like the Timon and Pumbaa scenes in in the photorealistic, you know, animals. Try to like... think of that when Mufasa dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was like, the clip like, I a saw. friend of mine told me that he started like laughing yeah because uh, like simba's supposed to be like super sad but then just obviously like they yeah just like a regular <laughs> you can hear seth rogan crying and like trying to sell it but it's just like you look at the cat and the cat's Wait, not doing anything <laughs> did you say seth rogan isn't it dong lover yes oh sorry i oh. forgot no, I don't know if it's what. Or it was, it was a like, different actor for the child Simba. Uh, baby Simba. Yeah, baby yeah. Simba. I don't know who it was, but it was not Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, that's, I just was like, oh, maybe Seth Rogen did the young Simba. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm wrong in this one. I I, I, think I mixed up the names. Okay, so uh, second comes in. Uh, coming in second uh, with 84% is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at $41 million. Oh, shit. That movie's already out? That has been out for since oh. last Thursday. Oh, shit. I wanted to see that. Yeah. Well, this is a good opportunity to do so. So you guys think that that's probably based on ratings and stuff like that and the hype. I was actually kind of surprised because some peop- somebody was telling me that it wasn't doing well in the box office, but... million domestically sounds like it's pretty good. I'm interested in seeing it. I'm probably going to see it this week. Um, So we'll definitely talk about it next time. Uh, I mean, it's Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, what's not to like about that? Literally, that should be the synopsis of the movie. Just Leo and uh, and Brad, go see it. Yeah, just see it. Uh, uh, Ben, have you seen it yet? I have not yet, but I have heard uh, there's mixed things about it. Uh, no, there's been disparaging remarks about it. Um, I mean, particularly it's got a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, there was a little controversy. I oh. I read about it. I um, you know what? I will save it for next time because I, I think it does kind of creep into spoiler territory, and I want to keep oh. it fresh for you. Guys, okay, that's so. fine. Uh, yeah. Next after that is uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is yeah. the follow-up to uh, Homecoming, and then obviously have not seen. no, yep. it's it's actually the follow-up it. to Avengers: Endgame. Endgame. Wow, yes. Dave, 
Okay. Wow, David, get off the podcast. Do you know anything <laughs> about movies? Jesus. And that's the podcast. Damn it, they're figuring <laughs> out about everything. Okay. Um, it is the follow-up to uh, Avengers Endgame. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, so don't watch that unless you've watched Endgame. That's it. Uh, also, also, if you haven't seen Infinity War, uh, don't watch it. <laughs> if you haven't seen Infinity War, don't watch Endgame yet. And if you haven't seen Captain America Civil War, <laughs> don't watch Infinity War. And if and you then, haven't seen it. Yeah, 15 minutes later, if you haven't seen Iron Man 1, <laughs> then go see yeah. Iron Man 1, I guess. That's, yeah, all right. so it's 10 years worth of movies. It is, I, it's a fanta- This is a sort of a new arc, right? New story arc? Phase, as they call phase. it. Phase? This, right? this is the proper ending, according to Kevin Feige. Oh, proper ending to Avengers? Uh, oh, to the, the Phase 3, apparently. Oh, oh. The Infinity Wars or whatever? Yeah. Infinity, like, story, I, whatever. Wait, so when you say proper ending of Phase 3, was the ending of Phase 3 technically endgame? Yeah, I, but I guess this would be considered, like, the after credits scene. Oh, so oh, it's just wow. one really long after credits. <laughs> yeah, it turned into a full movie. Well, I still haven't seen it yet. I didn't. Well, see let me tell movie. you my favorite scene, David. Oh, okay. oh God. Um, all right. I wanted so, to go see it, but uh, Joe uh, put the kibosh on that because he hates Spider-Man apparently. What? Wow. So none of you, you know see that it? guy to have a hateful bone in his entire body except for being awake. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I have not seen it yet. Hopefully, is it still in theaters? It yeah. is still in theaters. It is number three on our list. Hopefully so, I can go see it before it leaves. Um, a movie I saw uh, comes in at number four with $10.6 million and has a rating of 98% on Rotten Tomatoes is Toy Story 4. Mm, yes. Another one I have not seen. Ben, have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. Uh, I, I liked it. I... Do you, the big question is, do you want to see if there's going to be a fifth one, or do you think I, this is a, a good ending? I, I don't. I, I mean, mean, there's no way there could be a yeah. fifth one after <sighs> that. Uh, I mean, even if they did, it'd be it'd be a little bit of a stretch. Oh, okay, I'll agree with you. It's a little yeah. bit. Of a I really like this one. I think the dynamic. It was always it was good to see them do this again, having Tom Hanks and Tim Allen again on interacting again i think that was really really good i know that a, probably a good like what 20 percent of the movie they're not in the same scene together yeah. but it it did it shouldn't have taken 10 years that's probably the only thing i would probably say they took 10 years between this one and the third one and also took like what eight nine years between two and three out of the four movies i think i liked the first one the most obviously and then, the, no, 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 but it goes, for me, it's one, four, two, and then three. No, but really? I was, oh, yeah. wow. But I was going to so, say, I mean, everyone likes the first one the most. That's just a yeah. given. Yeah, okay. actually, oh, man, that's, this is some. Except for in the case of Rush Hour. Then wow. it's one, everybody always likes the first then one. Then it's two, two one, one, three. one, three. No! Yes. It's two, one, three. Don't let okay, if, we get, we, if we go no, off we, the yeah, they're right, 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 right. We don't so want to go down hour. this road. That we'll will be, be a full about it for we two hours. Make, how about this? We'll make that a special episode of just rush, <laughs> rush hours. The rush hour special. The okay. rush hour special. We're we'll, we'll, we're turning that around like uh, I don't know. We'll do it like, as the Christmas episode if we get <laughs> okay. when we when we get there. Okay. When 
right. All right. So uh, following up after Toy Story 4 is uh, there's kind of a big jump in between here. And the next one is Crawl at 4.2 million. It had an 83% um, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Has anybody seen it? I haven't seen I, it. I want to, but I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't uh, seen it. And I don't really, I'm not really into these types of movies where it's like the natural I mean, disaster. Not, thrill well, I mean, that's, I guess natural disaster is kind of your dad's territory, but, <laughs> but I guess this was also supposed Uber. to be like natural disaster slash horror movie where, I mean, I don't know, crocodiles are a thing and they, they can eat you. So I heard this is supposed to be kind of like a fun B movie. You know, oh, yeah, kind of yeah. like Sharknado. Kind of, except a, li- you know, a little realistic. Was, it yeah. looks a little better than Sharknado. I'll say okay. that much. Well, yeah. <laughs> well I will actually a lot better. I'll point, say a lot so. better. Yeah, this is I'll, just conjecture I'll, for me, though. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Says the guy who's seen it three times. <sighs> Let me tell you about Crawl Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this, right, time, um, this time it's alligators instead of crocodiles. It's, it's in or, denial. Or Gator. The, yeah, it's a cater. All right. Uh, following up after that is uh, coming at 3.1 million is the movie I saw yesterday, 63%. Wait, which one um, is yesterday? Oh, my God. All right, moving on. Uh, Aladdin at 3 million, uh, 56%. We discussed that in depth when we talked about Lion King. Obviously, still a little bit of a surprise that it's still in the top 10, but not surprising because of the fact that it, you know, it's a Disney movie. So um, after that, it. There's like a weird mix of movies. It's uh, Stuber at 1.9 million, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know we're a movie podcast, but I have no desire to watch this movie to at see, all. You have no desire to see Stuber? No. See, I, I, I kind of want to see it because I, well, for number one, I like, uh, what's his name? David. Uh, David. Yeah. yeah. And then two, I mean, unless they showed all the funniest parts in the trailers. Um, I thought it looked pretty funny, but maybe that's just my, uh, my, uh, you know, my simple minded way of liking things. Well, okay. Not very refined. Uh, so (laughs) that kind of movie I think I would enjoy, but I know, I know at the same time, I know it's, it's the type of movie that isn't going to, you know, probably do very well because although it's a pretty high audience score. Yeah, I, I can see the appeal of it. Uh, you know, Dave Bautista and uh, Kumail Nanjiani. You know, he he's pretty funny, and it also has um, the main star of the Raid in it. So nice. I mean, that yeah, was, there you go. That was Eco Oasis. I was kind of drawn towards that, but at the same time, I, I was kind of not sold on the name of the movie. That's actually what really turned me off to it. <laughs> it was just wrong. like. You, you have something against is... uh, stew? The, the word stew? No, just the by people birth? named stew. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, he just walked right into that one. Yeah. Um, now, something yeah. interesting I mean, I... to know about yeah, this movie, actually. It's doing terribly. It's doing god-awful. Like, yeah. Um, it's in I mean, its yeah, third cause, week. Because I think it's like, you know, what I was saying before is that, like, it doesn't seem like... It's like... I. I don't know. This is just my opinion. I feel like a lot of people might are kind of up their own asses about movies a lot um, where they'll see something like this and they'll just like dismiss it immediately. Which one are we talking about? Stuber. At least oh, I. Okay. 
I, I will I will admit I, I do feel a little snobby about it, but because of the fact that you guys mentioned a couple of things, I will probably end up seeing it at some point. So I don't because know. I, I just like his. I, I mean, always, my main motivation for seeing it is because I really like uh, his character in Guardians. So yes, uh, Dave Bautista has been really killing in his roles. Honestly, I mean, yeah. he had a uh, he had yeah Guardians of the Galaxy. He's been or he's going to be in Dune. I am really excited nice. about that. And he's gonna, or he was in Blade Runner, which I thought was really surprising, and Wait. he actually had a really good role. So he was in Blade Runner. Yeah, Who was he was in. He was in the beginning. He was. Uh, he had a small role, but he was in the beginning. Oh, he was the guy in the beginning. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. with the small ass glasses. Right, right. <laughs> the tiny glasses. But, okay. Uh, right. Yeah. Maybe I'll consider it. I'll. I'll maybe I'll watch it. I think it's um, definitely one of those movies I will see if it was on Netflix or something. You know. Yeah. Like just I mean, it's definitely not something I'm going to go see in theaters because I don't go to theaters that much. And I'd rather see something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. or even Toy Story 4 yeah. uh, or and obviously Spider-Man because I haven't seen that. But um, it definitely if it was on Netflix or any streaming thing I had, I would definitely watch it. All right. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Maybe it might be presently surprised and I might see it and just be like, oh, you know what? I think it was it was definitely worth it. Um. The one after that is one point is that comes in at one point six is Annabelle comes home that's at sixty five percent as you guys probably could guess already based on them yeah. asking if I was going to see Midsommar Somar or whatever you want to call it well, that's because uh, that you're a huge, not a huge fan of horror films so I mean no you're but a pussy that's you guys, what it is <laughs> that's fine everybody we need one on the show that's I guess that's okay. me um, we need someone on the show who doesn't like good movies. <laughs> Oh, so you're saying Annabelle Comes Home was a really good movie? Yeah, it was. Uh, okay, I can't do this. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part was when she came home. Um, I, yeah, I didn't see it either, but I did see the original movie that had the doll in it. I don't, I don't. It the was Conjuring. A, yeah, The Conjuring. And you know, the, the, those were. I think I only saw the first one, but that was great. But I didn't know if it. I had this weird thing where it's like I thought the movie was supposed to be about the doll in The Conjuring, but it seemed like the doll was so auxiliary. Uh, it was like such an afterthought. It was like, oh, yeah. well, we're just gonna write a movie about the the. Yeah, the, like uh, the doll was kind of there, the and then that, but it wasn't like the focus. So. Oh yeah, I think that's what the focus of these films are because there's a whole slew of movies that kind of deal like, with stuff in The Conjuring. So it's yeah. just like, oh, you know, these got you know these two detectives, they've they've dealt with it all, and. You know, Annabelle just happens to be one of them, and it, it was just visually. Oh, okay. It was just like one of those things in the Conjuring. I was like, oh man, hey, that doll. I wonder what that's about. But they never really touch on it. So. And then boom, here's some movies about the doll. And then yeah. did you ever wonder about like the chair or the <laughs> the table or <laughs> no, like the carpet? No. Oh, they're gonna write a movie about the carpet. No, okay. Okay. Uh, but so, yeah, those those types of movies. I mean, it, initially, like the Conjuring, it was great. But uh, once movies start kind of like doing this thing where they spit out a bunch of other movies, like in this case with Annabelle, uh, that's kind of where I lose interest. Mm, okay. Mm. And then uh, the last one is the one that, that uh, Ben had mentioned, The Farewell, even though it released, I think it was limited release, was on July 13th, I believe. Um, it finally hit, you know, widespread release. Uh, came in at 1.6 and it has a 99% rating on um the Rotten Tomato meter. So um, I know that Ben really was fond of it. I look forward to seeing it. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up the the IMDb score. 
uh, and our follow-up. Do you guys have any words about it? Any interesting things that you saw that, uh, based on the list, that you're like, oh, I thought it would have done a little bit better, or you think that's pretty pretty accurate based on where you would have assumed they would have fallen? Yeah, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, I thought landed right about where I thought was going to happen. Uh, number two slot seems perfect for it. It's not going to reach a wide audience like The Lion King because well, the rated R doesn't really appeal to everyone and can't really can't beat yeah. the mouse. Can't take your uh, kids there. No. <laughs> I mean, you, what you didn't? I mean, you can't. <laughs> uh, to Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I mean, people do, but yeah. kids don't go there on their own to see it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know that. That's true. I don't know. Kids these days, you know. Fake IDs and all. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, I think this is the highest grossing Tarantino movie, or highest uh, opening for a Tarantino movie that's ever happened. The second highest happened for Inglorious Bastards back in 2009. So it's very good. It, yeah, I know. It's been pretty good. I, I would have thought that uh, Django and Chain would have done better, but I guess not. Jamie Foxx is not enough. Controversy, controversy. I mean, something, Jamie, Fo- Jamie Foxx is great, but he's not Brad Pitt. Yeah. Which, or I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. And to and to uh, do like a flashback to 2009 or whenever when Glorious Bastards came out. Yeah. I feel like that movie could have used a lot more Brad Pitt because he was like my favorite part of the movie, but um, but it was still a good movie. So. because well, he just because my second time he said the word Nazis. He was your he was your second favorite character in that movie. Who was your first favorite? Christoph Waltz, man. He got oh. the Academy Award for that movie. Damn, he really... Ooh. Oh, man, I'm just hard thinking about him. Man. Wow. <laughs> I think that's time for a commercial break. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be right back to Ben after, after these messages. After Ben rubs one out. Um... <laughs> the, the rub out break. Instead of a subscriber break, we just have a Ben rub out break. Yeah. All right, Ben, are you done rubbing it out yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, now done. All right. Um, so now we've come up to the part where uh, we talk about some of the things that we're looking forward to seeing. I know that we've kind of uh, already type already talked about it slightly, but I look forward to um, seeing uh, the farewell, and I guess I'm adding Stuber to the list also, and then also uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think those were three that I, well, I just added Stuber just now because you guys kept talking about it. <laughs> um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because I just, you know, like we said before, it's it's Leo, it's Brad Pitt, and it's Tarantino. I yeah. just want to see what they do with it. And I've heard half the people that I talked to loved it, and the other half were like, this was like the worst Tarantino movie. And I was like, whoa, okay, let's, let's see which one it is. And then The Farewell I saw was really interesting. Uh, just because you know my background and stuff like that. So what's I your think background, would, David? Uh, I'm Chinese. You're Chinaman. Or actually Taiwanese, but I'm uh, American. Wow. I'm American. Wow. American. Wow. I America. I love America. I mean, while David is probably the most Chinese on paper, he is about the whitest person in practice. <laughs> so he is whiter than Wonder Bread. Yep. So <laughs> for those of you who don't know David Chen, uh, uh, I'm sure you guys will all figure it out soon enough. Yeah, because it's just the eight of you. Yep. Okay. Um. So, uh, I guess I'll throw it over to Stu. What are you looking forward to? What did you see? Was there any like new trailers or anything uh, like that? that 
so yeah, I mean, obviously, I want to see Homecoming. Well, I want to see Homecoming because, like, if you started watching the Marvel movies and you've gone this far in, you can't just like stop. So, and also, I I think the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was like probably, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man movie made. <laughs> Uh, haven't you not seen it yet? No, Homecoming, you idiot. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said you hadn't seen it yet. No, I have seen Homecoming. I haven't seen Far From Home. Wow. Oh. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, so Spider-Man 2 was called Spider-Man Homecoming? That's that's crazy. Oh, my that's God. Really weird. The reason why I can't, I don't put those the Tobey Maguire ones in is because it, I'm so soured on what, what it became. Oh, because of the three? One was yeah, so good, though. That I just can't, I just can't. You so, can't separate say them. one was good? Whereas, I so like far, one. all of the Tom Holland oh, Spider-Man, oh, every oh, Tom sorry, Holland we'll get... Spider-Man has been great. So. Yeah, 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 but we'll, we'll get back to that. But wait, David, did, do you think one is better than two? Oh. Uh-oh. Shoot. David's world is about to come crumbling down around him. Wow, welcome to the David's Always Wrong podcast, <laughs> where he talks about why Rush Hour 1 is better than... Whoa, 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 okay, hold on, that one, there is no two without how great one was. Welcome to the David Ken is Always Wrong podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> um, anyway, back, pro- back to me, back to me. <laughs> um, yeah, Homecoming, obviously Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, I've Shows you how in touch I am with movies because I wanted to see it and I didn't even realize it was out. Um, I think those are the two big ones I want to see, and then obviously Stuber, but I'm probably not going to see that in theaters. And you'll wait till it hits HBO, Netflix. Netflix. Now, as far as movies that are coming out, uh, there I've started looking at some, you know, what's coming up. One movie that's coming up uh, fairly soon that I'm really interested in seeing, and this might be. Something that we, you know, we kind of touched on, whereas it, there might be more of a nostalgia factor here, is the scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to see that because those books were such a huge part of my childhood. I actually have never read the books, but I am interested in seeing it because Guillermo del Toro was attached to produce it. So, uh, he'd be the only one who can do it justice. Um, well, yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean. It, if, of anyone else, like I don't think, any like, I think he's the right one for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anyone else would be able to do even if even if the totally flops and it isn't that great. Anyone else would have done even worse. Um, so that's how I kind of feel about that. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, uh, seeing that because that was, I, I just have so many memories, fond memories of uh, those books when I was a kid. Nice. Ben? Uh, actually, I have a quite a large list. Uh, well, don't, well, just uh, pick a couple that you're going to see. Don't go too you're far out. Yeah. Okay, fine. Time. I'll run through it really quick. If we're talking about nostalgia, uh, coming up in, I believe, next week or so, or probably this week, uh, Dora the Explorer. I actually want to see that movie. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. Isn't that the one that had the trailer that had like yes. the fart noises and he said, yeah. oh, I shouldn't have the chimichangas? Yes. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I can't wait to see that part. Okay, that well, I, like... I wait to listen to your review for that one. That sounds hey, like definitely... There's a movie that has Benicio Del Toro as Swiper the Fox and Danny Trejo as Boots the Monkey. I am going to see it. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, that already sounds awesome on paper. Why would I not want to see that? Um, another movie coming up, kind of talked about it, was Good Boys. Uh, oh, yeah. You know. I almost got that confused with the show you were talking about. I was like, wait, I thought that was a movie. But yeah, Good Boys, that, I, I do want to see that, too, because it, it looks yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, so that's coming up in the next month. Should be good. Uh, jo- okay, so trailer for this just dropped, but a movie called Jojo Rabbit. Um, not sure if you guys have heard of that one. Uh, uh, it's from director Taika Waititi. He directed the latest Thor movie, mm. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, it's kind of like, kind of reminds me of a Wes Anderson comedy. It looks pretty funny. It's about a young boy and his imaginary friend Adolf Hitler. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, What's this movie called again? Jojo Rabbit. Uh, the trailer just came out, oh. so it, it looks really great. When is that supposed to come out? Uh, sometime in fall, so it uh, oh, okay. should be coming out somewhat soon. I'm not really sure what the date is, but okay. I've seen the rest of Taika's films, okay. and they're all hilarious, so okay. this should be no different. Uh, in TV land, My oh, Hunter okay. season two trailer just dropped. Oh man, that's gonna be. I totally yeah. forgot. I wanted to talk about that. That's good. What? Be. I've been uh, waiting so long for that. I know. Oh my god, I didn't even know it was I coming was so out. Worried. And I know I was so worried they weren't gonna continue that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I need more David Fincher in my life. David, did you not see? Have you not watched My Hunters? My Hunters. Or my Hunter. My Hunter. Singular. M I N E. No, it's plural, right? Oh, mind, my mind. M I N D. Oh. Not M E I N or whatever. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's singular. Mind Hunter. Yeah. So. It is a It's a Netflix series produced by David Fincher. David Fincher even directs a few of the episodes, but uh, it is amazing. To, honestly, to it's you, what. To give you like a quick uh, synopsis by Stu. Um, for if you haven't because you haven't seen it david uh mm-hmm. it's basically a show about how i think it was at the fbi um yeah. co- basically came up with uh the like the 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 they're tracking or you know the, the type of person that basically where they coined the phrase serial killer oh so it's like a whole show about like them like coming up th- like what they did in the process of doing that and see from what i remember yeah uh, so that just when I heard that premise, I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like every episode is pretty much like watching a mini David Venture film. So if that's anything to go by. Oh, no, that does not help me at all. <laughs> well, you don't like seven. You don't like Fight Club. You don't like. Well, see, if you just say the movie names and not the director name, like then I'll Zodiac. be like, oh, shit. Like Seven's like my fa- one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And now you a little of that in every single episode it's mm, amazing all right. all right i'll keep so, an eye out for that and i'll uh i'll start watching those on netflix yeah um another uh, news uh well i mean this is kind of unfair but uh comic-con just you know rolled by so there were a bunch of trailers but you know zombie land 2 trailer came out i'm not really yeah. too sure about that one uh why not we'll see uh well i mean it's been a really long time since the other zombie land came out Right. And every little grown up, everyone's careers kind of blossomed. I'm not really sure if everyone's just kind of phoning it in at this point. Oh, they're too big for that role now, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean Woody Harrelson, I mean, he was already Woody Harrelson when they did Zombieland 1. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm talking about Emma Stone, particularly. Oh. And Jesse yeah. Eisenberg, you know, they both are, seem eh. like. I mean, Jesse Eisenberg, I feel like he's, he's like, to me, he's like a whatever actor. 
He is. Like, I, I don't really, really like him, but he so like, definitely has... not a big deal to me. I can see Emma Stone, though. Yeah. Like, um, being that. I, I don't know. It, 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 and plus, I mean, this movie has been tried, has been tried many, what, many Zombieland? times. Yeah, Zombieland 2. Many, many mean? times. What do you mean um, it's been tried? Like, they tried to shoot it multiple times, or...? The creator... The creator of the movie, the original movie, has been trying to do something to continue Zombieland, and every time he's tried something, it's always fallen like on its ass. Oh. And he, and he went on this rant about how it's you know the fans' fault that no one wanted it, and it just made him look terrible. Oh, I see. It, it was really bad because he put out a trailer for like a proposed TV show, and mm. nobody wanted it, and it just got canned. And he went on this giant rant about how it was all the fans' fault that it failed. Well, no shit, you know if. If no one wants it, it's not right. their fault. So I, I have a kind of a sour taste about it in my mouth, but well, I'm I'm ready to be proven wrong. I mean, I wish uh, that would happen with the other things where nobody wants it, but they seem to just make it anyways, like the Sonic movie. <laughs> I would watch that. I, would I mean, yeah, I'm still gonna probably watch it, but like, yeah, Jim nobody... Carrey. I really thought that you were gonna turn that in a different direction. I literally just like spit on myself. <laughs> I was like, did you just really say Sonic movie? Yeah, the Sonic movie. Yeah, the Sonic Jim Carrey. Doesn't want to see Jim Carrey. Dr. Robotnik. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) But that that is the the perfect role for him, though. It's Jim Carrey. No, but I I was talking more about how, referring more to how they did such a shit job at, you know, animating Sonic. Yeah. Like, the person who did it has never seen Sonic, has never played Sonic. It uh, it got delayed again. So uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I would hope so. So they fixed that shit. Well, I mean, it got delayed once, so they can fix the animation. But then it got delayed again recently. So uh, yeah, it's well. not looking good. Uh, there was also the trailer for Jalen Silent Bob reboot. I am really excited for that, even though I know it's going to be terrible. I mean, <laughs> it's I mean it's a Jalen Silent Bob movie. It's you watch it for Jalen Silent Bob. You yeah. don't watch it because it's going to be Oscar winner. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing for me. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be limited showing. So who uh, wants what? to go see? It? Yeah, no. I mean, it's I only want to go see it. So two nights. We only have two nights to see it. Wait, they're only releasing it for two nights? Yes. Why? That's I, uh, I don't know. Build, build hype. No. I guess if it does better than than in, they expect, then I'm sure you'll get probably a bigger, wider release. But I don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll see. It, but. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go see it? <laughs> I do, so whatever. Okay, cool. I'll see uh, you. Right, well, bye, David. Uh, no, it's what? I, I, bye, David. I'll go see it. Bye, David. Well, thanks you guys for for joining me on this uh, episode of uh, Dose and a Half Chinos. Chinos, Chinos. Let's figure it out. How come yeah. Cinco's isn't on the list? Because it's a stupid one. It doesn't make no, any sense. Put it on the list. The people want it. The people and, want. Uh, We'll look forward Dose to uh, seeing you guys next time. On Dose and a Half Cinco. Nope. Dose and still up for debate. Dose and a Half Cinco. I love you. You should have a segment. Okay. All right. What's your favorite part about Stuart? Yeah. My favorite part is how he's not David Chen. <laughs> <laughs> What's the part that you hate about David? 
I mean, Daddy's not, not Stuart, Stuart Yang. <laughs> Here, we can make a whole podcast. <laughs> Why I hate David Chen. <laughs> wait, no, wait. This is, this is not what I envisioned for two and a half Sinos. Welcome to the Dunk on David Chen uh, podcast. <laughs> okay, thanks for tuning in, Thomas. <laughs> our next topic, how's weather in Arkansas? We turned to our local resident expert, Thomas Zuduzman. Oh, he it's cold. <laughs> thanks, Thomas. <laughs> it's raining. It's going to you. It's it's flat. Okay. <laughs> Back to you. It's not a weather, but all right. <laughs>